I started to wonder, and I wondered, which led me to wonder. I had to wonder. I started to wonder. I couldn't help but 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 wonder. What? Oops, sorry, Matt. <laughs> I knocked his headphones out. We're sharing headphones like a really cheesy couple <laughs> because we have to because we're recording together on the same mic. Anyway, what the fuck is up, gamers? <laughs> Welcome back to torture session number two, Sex in the City, Two Sex, Two City, the movie. Um, God, I wish it was Tokyo Drift. Uh, <sighs> we're the fucking racist part it's so much um yeah yeah aladdin for the essay aladdin for the um snes music in the background <laughs> literally though i just kept calling it the racism flutes yeah <sighs> the thing is um watching this move this single movie over two sessions was such torture that i am now convinced that uh, Tim and Guy of the worst idea of all time are braver than any possible troop. Like, even theoretical troops. Yeah. They're braver than any of those. Yeah, I I honestly, watching this, like, when we started last week, I had the same feeling. I was like, my god, if I had to watch this every single week, I would need to be on some serious medication. <laughs> like, I would need to be seeing a therapist. Because it's just... Oh, it's just like nothing. It's kind of like if you had a diet of just gruel. Like if you just ate something that would suffice. Like it's nothing, nothing here to bite into, to chew on. It's just misery. Mm -hmm. Oh, I mean, the thing about gruel is at least there's a nutrient in there. I don't think there's any nutrients in this. No vitamins whatsoever. Okay, I guess maybe maybe it's like paper pulp. You know, when you put paper and water and it just kind of goes pulpy like that. Yeah, that's basically the nutritional content of this movie. It's like eating paste. Yeah. <laughs> there was some beautiful scenery. That's literally all I can really say that's good about it was that there was some beautiful scenery. That's about it. Uh, this I, I, I did not look it up, but I am still convinced that this movie was funded by the Emirates Tourism Department. I feel like that's the only way this works. Yeah. I, I probably is a lot. I mean, I guess we can just jump into it because we already we already got our hands dirty last week and and started the movie off. We're just finishing it now. The second half of this has so many scenes where they're like trying to be progressive about like being non-judgmental about like customs in other parts of the world, but then just saying these backhanded, passive-aggressive comments about them to be like, wow, she's going out of her way to lift up her her veil to, you know, put a French fry under it. That's a lot of work for a French fry. Just like doing all this stuff that's like you could just not. Yeah, and they're like staring as well. Uh, to the point that one of the ladies notices, because, like, one of them has on her hijab, she has, like, some adornments. And they're like, oh my gosh, modern Muslim women are, you know, a little, they still yeah. care about fashion. Like, yeah. And she sort of notices Carrie looking, goes like, I like your necklace. Um, So, it's weird. Also, I just had a look on IMDb, and one of the 
things is the government of Abu Dhabi did not allow filming because they called the film too sexual. So not funded, not sponsored. That's very funny. Jesus Christ. Very interesting. Huh. I mean, the government and tourism are different. You were saying tourism. I mean, I, I, my, my assumption was that the tourism department was run by the government. Yeah. that does happen in most countries. That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Well, they do a good job of making everything look very beautiful. Yeah, I'm like, thing. I'd ride a camel. That sounds fucking sick. Yeah, and like, the hotel does look very pretty. I mean, it does look nice, but like, I feel like you can do that with anywhere. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. You totally could. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. It just seems like they picked Abu Dhabi because they were like, where have we not been? Yeah. This film could have taken place anywhere, but then I guess we wouldn't have the funny Samantha get arrested. Although you can get arrested in any other country as well. You can get arrested in any other country. That's the thing is most countries have laws that you can break. I guess You they- could arrest a fucked up guy anywhere. You could. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess like the thing is they kind of wanted to like... They kind of wanted to be like, well, our girls are sexual women of the 21st century, so where could we put them where they would not be celebrated for that, I guess? that's And then make some funny jokes about it. Yeah, like going into this movie, if, even if I didn't, like, if, if someone hadn't said at some point that Samantha gets arrested, I'd be like, okay, so they're going to the Middle East, Samantha's going to get arrested for indecency, right? Yeah. Like, that's just like plot line that writes itself. Yeah, like, her whole thing is being indecent. Um, I had a little look at, like, so it was a UK government thing for, like, guides to go into the United Arab Emirates, and you can't even swear, so... What the fuck? It seems rather likely. I know, I looked at it, I was like, well, I'm not going there. Um, just, apparently, you can't have children out of wedlock, and I was, you know, they're like, oh, my little bastard child... Um, you can't have, you know, you can't swear. So I imagine particularly don't like women doing that. Can't really do much. And it's, uh, yeah, you can't really, well, I guess these girls can't do much that they wouldn't be arrested for. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because they're 21st century women. They like to swear and get their titties out and fuck men that they're not married to. They fuck. And kiss men they're not married to. (gasps) Yeah, mad. Mad about this. Um, so yeah, you know, we're we're at the resort now, and uh, they all seem to have, like, their own person kind of waiting on them, and Samantha's, Samantha's convinced that hers is gay um, for many reasons, one of which is that his name is Abdul, and how he introduced himself was, like, Paula, and so, you know, of course that means he has to be gay, Yes, but she says it so loudly as well. Yeah, she does say it very loudly. She's like, he just leaves the room and she goes, I think he's gay. Which, you could say that slightly quieter. And also, like, Paula, I don't know, Paula Abdul's a reasonably big celebrity. She was on American Idol at the time. I don't think that immediately means he's gay. Yeah, but, like, I guess then we get convinced later that he's gay by the later scenes, the, the funny gay scenes we see of him where he is, like, you know making the gay faces that you make when you're gay and um (laughs) he is like enticed by the hot guy who comes into the desert on a jeep and uh he also wears the yam mask with samantha yeah the yam mask the pokemon um 
Yeah, so, but it's mostly the, the you know, the funny gay faces that he makes that, that convince you. <laughs> he does make some gay faces. Um, love him for yeah, like it. Yeah, cats. Yeah. There's also... Our cats make gay faces. Yeah. There's also, so like, Carrie the night before as well, is she can't sleep with her she can't sleep and her butler is still there and he's like well you didn't dismiss me and his name is garu i really want i kept like misspelling it like jar rule and which would be great if he was played by jar rule that'd be pretty sick it would be pretty sick if jar rule was in this film but it's not jar rule um he's from india and his wife is still there so he can only see her every three months when they have the money and it's so this is the this scene like upset me because he's like saying you know first of all he's there at 3 a.m because she hasn't like he hasn't she hasn't just missed him Mm -hmm. which like that's fucked up if someone's expected to work 24 hours two like he's saying oh i can only see my wife every three months but he loves her very much and he's still very excited to see her and she carries like is that not difficult? And he says, oh, but when I see her, you know, it's all worth it. And it's kind of, he's smiling the whole time and is very much like, I'm so happy to be your servant. Right. Yeah. It just feels really offensive. It's like, no, like he enjoys being some, wiping the ass of some fucking rich American, you know, and he can put up with the a long distance relationship because, you know, he just loves working. And there's no like, not going to talk about class struggle. He loves making pennies, wiping their asses. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, it's like it's it's very much like the, the, they're they're giving a slight peek at the um, the the labor record of like of of the Emirates with regard to like migrant South Asian workers, which is like you know a huge problem that causes like thousands of deaths every year, and they're like real real flippant about it. It's like oh yeah, I get to see my wife every three months. It's like yeah. <laughs> the, every three months, huh? He's like, it's my pleasure to still be here yeah. at three a.m. when you haven't dismissed me. Don't mind at all. Let me warm up that milk for you. Just like, uh, maybe this is just maybe he has just perfected the customer service voice and face of like you're anything for you. Yeah. And I'm. I, I mean, he's a docile South Asian. Of course, he. Has. I like to imagine that inside his brain, he's just throwing knives at Carrie's face. Just, <laughs> I hope so. I mean, I guess nice that the hotel lets him keep his passport because that's unusual for South Asian migrant workers in the Emirates. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, when uh, we're not going to talk about that. We're not going to talk about how fucked up it is that you know these are his working t- yeah. like conditions, and the whole time he's just smiling and like everything's uh-huh. fine. Um, I don't know. I don't want to see. It's weird. It's like let's have. The the first film was like, okay, let's have a magical black woman come in and be Carrie's helper. And then the second film was like, let's have a really nice docile South Asian man and be Carrie's helper. That's why I'm here. I'm the nice docile South Asian man of this episode. <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> we Thank also you, have the, the nice docile uh, Irish woman too, to, ha- to come and help with the problems yeah let's just have people of color and the, and the irish i mean the irish are people of color let's be real here they're they're the real uh they're the real underclass <laughs> <laughs> well she is a, she is a minority we do find out later 
But have you heard about white slavery? Exactly. The thing that literally only Irish Americans will ever bring up. Yeah. No, they never want to talk about, like, you know, actual struggles that happened in Ireland. No. Very recently. No, 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 no. Have you heard that the Irish were slaves too? Which I love that that pisses <laughs> off, like, every Irish historian. They're uh-huh. like, no, they weren't. Shut up. <laughs> Oh my god. Huh. <sighs> well, we barely see her in this movie, anyway. so that's... You know what? I think she has more rights than anyone for being in this movie so little. Uh, in the second half of it, at least. So, good for her. Yeah, we get plenty of her titties in the first half. Yeah. but this We half, don't get any of her titties in the second half. No, we see her very briefly. Um, mm. In a very, like, okay, great. Okay, so you've wrapped that plot up in a, in a nice way in one second. Anyway, uh, while we're here, while the plot progresses into more nothing, um, the next thing they do is, uh, well, Miranda has planned out, like, everything because she's that kind of person. Uh, and so one of the things she wants to do is go to the souk, which is... Uh, like a market and to go shopping. So her and Carrie decide that they're going to go shopping and Carrie has these like sunglasses on a stick. Yeah. And she's also wearing like a ball gown skirt and a Prada t-shirt. Oh yeah. Her outfit looks like shit. Miranda looks incredible. Yeah. Miranda's Miranda's wearing like a suit with a long skirt and a cool hat. Yeah. She looks flawless. She's like all white. Yeah. She's wearing, she looks like um, Hannibal Lecter at the end of Science of the Lambs. (laughs) (laughs) Queen of eating people. Go off. I love her. <laughs> no, but you know when he's wearing the suit and he like sees the psychiatrist yeah, yeah. and he's like, I'm having a friend for dinner. <laughs> she looks like that, but she looks good. Yes. And, and Cynthia Nixon is in the TV show, Hannibal. It all comes together. Oh my God, I forgot she was. We just watched the entire show like during our hiatus. Oh yeah. She was there. She was also a lawyer there, too. She could have just been Miranda. Love that for her. What if they were set in the same universe? Miranda in Maryland. Yeah, maybe she moved from New York and they're just the same yeah. universe. That would be interesting. I'm going to headcanon. I'm going to write a fan fiction. And then it means that, like, okay, theoretically, Hannibal could have eaten Carrie. Yes! Yes! Exactly. Well, I was going to say big, but, like, yes, I don't think Carrie has enough meat for Hannibal to be, for it to be worth <laughs> Eat both of them. Eating Carrie. Um, but you know what he says? Eat the rude. So he she might still be on the, on the table, literally. Um, <laughs> and I think Big could be too. I think her and Big are both pretty rude. And I think Big has more meat on him. I think Big would make a tasty snack. Yeah. <laughs> literally. So. It's the only time anyone will call Big a snack. Yeah. It's just if you're Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> I'd love to, yeah, I'd love to eat big, but, you know, we can only dream. That would be how he dies in the third movie. (laughs) But, yeah, they, so, like, they get warned as well beforehand to not buy any black market items. Like, there'll be men coming up to you, like, hey, buy this watch, and then they'll take you, never go to a second location, because there'll be men selling you stuff, and they'll take you somewhere else, and they'll strong arm you into buying shit, basically. So they don't, they don't get deceived. They, uh, they see men trying to do that, and they don't get they don't get tricked. Good for them. They don't get bamboozled. No, they're not bamboozled. No. Uh, but they they buy some stuff. They buy some stuff. Yeah, they get some spices. Um, even though I cannot imagine Carrie's cooking. But they get some spices. And then Carrie goes over to this guy selling shoes. 
and she like buys a pair and she gets some coal like eyeliner and then she like she buys it and it costs like twenty dollars and she's like for shoes like yeah carrie because they're not designer <laughs> heels yeah. you're in a market okay anyway but she's like yeah, twenty dollars for shoes uh so she gets them and as she's putting them in her bag she takes out her passport and and the spices and leaves it on the side yeah yeah this whole time i'm just like just waiting for this to come back up later on in the movie i'm like she just she just leaves it the part that really got me is that like when she was looking for her passport later there was like clearly like a zippered pocket that's like clearly like the passport holder in this bag and then clearly her passport wasn't in that it was just in the loose open section of her bag if she was moving it to put shoes in there. Mm-hmm. So I mean, she wasn't even using the safety pocket. What the fuck? No, because she says like later on the film, she's like, no, I had it in here. I always have it in here. You're a liar, Carrie Bradshaw. You're a liar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolute idiot hours here. And uh, I mean, I've lost my passport like three times. So really, I can't judge. <sighs> you did lose your passport like, I guess it was like two years ago. That's two years ago yeah. now. Woo. Wow. But yeah, this is the part where she leaves it on the table because she gets distracted. She she turns around and she sees who does she see in the middle of Abu Dhabi at the market is Aiden. Aiden ex-boyfriend. Yeah. Aiden ex-boyfriend. He's buying rugs. They see each other and there is some very unnecessary slow motion. And then they like walk towards each other and he's like oh hey and he lifts her up and they hug and it's very weird and the music is so dramatic and it's terrible and like and then he says it's the best mirage he's ever had and he even did peyote in arizona once i feel like we have joked about him doing peyote before like i feel like i can just feel it in my blood that that has happened because he's that kind of guy <laughs> He's he also yeah he had like a big thing for turquoise jewelry uh-huh. so 100% he's done peyote. Yeah, he's like really happy to see her, which is kind of weird. And basically he says like he imports rugs now, I guess to go with his furniture. Um mm-hmm. so he's been doing a buying trip in Bali, India, and now Abu Dhabi. So yeah, I guess kind of random to run into him if only this was a motion picture film. <laughs> well, I have some news for you, Alex. This is a motion picture film. Is you it? might not be able to tell from the fact that fucking nothing is happening. Oh my god. Yeah, you might not be able to tell, but <laughs> it is in fact a motion picture film. Um, they are like talking and being nice and everything. The last time they ran into each other, Aiden had a baby and he basically just kind of talked to her for one second and then they parted ways. But now he's just like, what? What are the chances that we meet each other in Abu Dhabi at this random market just out of nowhere? That's wild. What the fuck, Carrie? And then they're like, they're very, both just very smiley and happy to see each other. And it's like, okay, this is whatever. And in my brain, I'm just like, hmm, I sure hope they don't make any stupid drama out of this moment where they could just be nice friends or something like that. How stupid of you to think that? How stupid of me? <laughs> I'm so mad. I hate this movie. Uh, yeah. So they, 
part ways for now. Yeah. They part ways, but he's like, how about we get dinner at my hotel? They have a really good restaurant there. Mm, suspicious. Seems a little suspicious. Yeah, I'm a little bit, hmm, thinking emoji about this one. And uh, she, Carrie's like, well, I don't know. The girls have some pretty tight scheduled plans right now, so I'm not sure yet. And then he's like, okay, well, take my card. It has my international cell on it. And Carrie's like, ooh, you're so grown up. And I'm like, Carrie, he's literally had a furniture store since you met him. He's been an adult this entire time. He proposed to you and bought your apartment. But no, now he's all grown up because he has an international cell phone. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. sucks in this movie it, it, which is unfortunate because i really like aiden and it's because he doesn't have a dog with him right now <sighs> carrie has put him through so much bullshit and then he had to come into this movie and be like i can also suck sometimes and i think it's just not fun but that's just my onion yeah i mean his only real like purpose in this film is to just cause friction between Carrie and Big. Yeah, which I don't give a shit. I've had enough friction between Carrie and Big to last me an entire lifetime. Like I don't need I don't need more of it. Like Carrie and Big already had friction and then he just makes it worse. And uh, it's so unnecessary. But uh, yeah, I guess we come back to we come back to it later. But for now, I guess we go back to the girls again. And Carrie's like telling all of them about how she met Aiden and was like, "Yeah, it's wild. We saw each other in the middle of nowhere. Like, how how weird is that?" And uh, they're like, "That's pretty crazy." And then Samantha's still going off about her hormones and. Miranda kind of tells her she needs to cover up because she has, like, her leggies out and they're at the pool. And Carrie's like, Samantha, you should get a burkini. And they were doing that like a funny white feminism, but those ladies looked so fucking comfortable on their floaties. Yeah, and, like, avoiding sunburn, like, that's just practical. Yeah, I was, like, Mm -hmm. I was speaking to my mom about this, and we were like, yeah, it's almost like being covered up is actually really practical, especially in, like, the Middle East, like, apart from there being any religious or cultural things, like, yeah, you're not gonna get sunburn, also wearing layers and moving in between, like, air-conditioned, like, buildings and also it being really hot outside, it's pretty good, um, and it's also respectful of the surroundings, however, like, Okay, they are next to a pool. I think it's fine for Samantha to be wearing a like bathing costume. The whole point is choice. That is true. You should be able to choose whatever you want to wear. Choice. I'm a very I'm a third rate feminist. I mean, there you're at a pool. Mm-hmm. I think it's fine if you're in a like I googled it because uh, you know I'm a serious journalist. Mm-hmm. Um and it's fine to wear a bikini around like the pool or the beach especially if you're a tourist and you're at a hotel well yeah because i think like the main thing is too it's like i think they understand that a lot of the tourists coming especially from like america are probably like not not religious muslims yeah like for the most part and i don't know like at a resort like they're kind of cater catering towards the tourists so yeah it's like and it's like yeah if you go out it's definitely respectful to mm-hmm. to cover up at least somewhat be like vaguely modest i mean it's like if you're going to the vac and you wouldn't have your titties out so i mean i would <laughs> but i'm like actively trying to get excommunicated so yeah i mean it'd be pretty sick if you got excommunicated i literally tweeted excommunicate me coward at the pope yesterday well and he won't do it he should just do it <laughs> I said to my dad, I was like, 
rich people aren't getting into heaven. And he was like, Alexandra, everyone can get into heaven. And I said, yeah, except rich people. Rich people could get into heaven if they repented and gave all their money away to other people. That's all they have to do. Exactly. They can hypothetically. I don't even believe in heaven or hell, but rich people are going to hell. Yeah. Like, that's just true. Uh huh. <laughs> I hope it's real just for rich people. Like, I hope, I just want to know that, like, Ronald Reagan is suffering. That's that's all I care about. I need to know that. I need okay, to know. Ronald Reagan is definitely suffering. Yeah. Well, I mean, his, his, his rotted skeleton has probably absorbed so much piss by now. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's like 90% piss by volume at this point. Yeah. It was when he was alive, too, but. You know. <laughs> he didn't have a heart, it was just a urinal. Yeah. And like a backwards bar. Like one of the she ones, it's just like a trough. That was his heart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so then the Australian rugby team come in. Oh yeah. They're swinging. A lot of dick shots on this one. And there's whew, a lot of dick shots. I mean, we don't see the actual dicks, but they're wearing Speedos and you can see like the head. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you can see like the full outline. I mean, the, the thing that you famously love to do as a group of masculine boys is to go in the pool and start splashing each other. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of the, like, the gender swap yeah. version no, that's of like, exactly what it is. men yeah. think women have pillow <laughs> I, 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 That's definitely what they were going for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're just like, mm-hmm. and they don't look like rugby players because rugby players are fucking. They don't have huge legs. They have huge legs. They're like barrel chested. They usually have like broken noses and cauliflower ears. And they're don't get me wrong, they're hot in their own way. Yeah, those were fucking soccer players. They weren't. No, they were soccer players. Are weedy little little skinny little things wayfish um yeah they're, they're <laughs> what sport do these men play they don't None of them. play they're male any models. sport yeah right they're models <laughs> they play sports ball they are definitely male models because <laughs> none of them have any broken noses and samantha is like oh and she's like all these men from down under but i can't feel anything down under yeah she she's been eating all these yams for nothing yeah, and she was eating like hummus earlier just by the spoonful because apparently chickpeas are high in estrogen. Isn't it testosterone that makes you horny though? I mean, yeah, but I think there's still a thing with estrogen where like you get a different kind of horny because you get horny for like, I need someone to come inside me right now. Ah. You know, it's like I need to fuck someone. It's less like, I see. I need to get fucked. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I mean, if you're in the Middle East, yeah. why would you not just be eating hummus most of the time? I mean, true. Like, it's like the perfect food. That's true. It must be good hummus. Like, it would be good, the good one. I don't know mad on it. Uh, I really like it. It's mostly because, like, most of the hummus... I'm not the biggest hummus fan. I mean, I, I will eat it. It's a good vessel for garlic, which is why I like it. Yeah. It's not my favorite thing to dip stuff into, but I do like it. No, I prefer baba ganoush, um, mm. which I think yeah. is superior to hummus. It's very good. It is very good. It's just, just, just a little bit sexier. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's good. It, whatever, it's good. But at least it's good food, so... I mean, it is made with eggplant emoji, so... <laughs> Exactly. So it's so it's like hornier than uh-huh, chickpeas. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. It's made with um. Yeah, it's made with nuts. <laughs> anyway, the uh the girls go out to the desert, and well, they're not really loving it because like so. Miranda says, "Ladies, I have the best day planned for us," and base this planet so they go out to the desert to ride camels and they're all 
like not dressed for that but apparently like gifts from the hotel have been just designer clothes all right and designer mm-hmm. clothes that are suitable for camel riding sure and samantha's like don't worry they were picked out by abdul so we know they're gonna be good because they had his grubby little gay hands on them, so they're going to be good shit. Yep, and gay mm-hmm. gay men are always good at fashion. Always. As soon as TikTok, there was like, we need to stop hyping up gay men as if they're good at like fashion and design and stuff, because the amount of gay men who will like, criticize <laughs> yeah. what a woman's wearing, and it's like, shut the fuck up. I mean, yeah, it's like a weird stereotype, which I think men shouldn't believe they're good at something yeah. they're not, because then everyone suffers. If they are, if they're good at something, then that's fine, but not if they're not. I feel like Sex in the City is definitely like a huge portion of that stereotype existing. Yeah, it it sure hasn't helped. Yeah, it's, probably. There's the kind of people who are like, I would only ever have my hair cut by a gay man. I would never let like a woman touch my hair. That's for for gay men only. Yeah, and they all have to have, like, a gay, like, best friend. I think this is also the mm-hmm. show that is blamed for, like, that being mm-hmm. a thing. Of, like, gotta have a gay best friend. Yeah, it happens a ton. And it's like, okay, so Darren Star created the show. Uh, I get it. He's a gay man. So, like, this is his vision, I guess. But it's probably done a lot of damage, so... Yeah, I mean, I think there is, like, a real bond between, um, like, an insane, very ridiculously camp straight woman and a gay man, or, like, anyone of the LGBT community. We do love a straight woman who is, like, either a Samantha and very much, like, owns her shit, or is a Carrie and is a human disaster but dresses very nicely. (laughs) Yeah. And Laura Dern. Yeah. And Laura Dern, exactly. Like we love we love them. Mm-hmm. So there is a connection. Like I there get it. is. There is a <laughs> there is a symbiosis. It's a real thing. However, not every bitch, not every straight woman is a fucking Carrie Bradshaw or a Samantha Jones. Uh-huh. Some of you are not relevant enough that to have a gay best friend, especially if your boyfriend is homophobic. I'm just like thinking about, I mean, I know that I'm not straight, but I'm still just like trying to imagine like, like, I guess, yeah, my best friends are gay. They're not gay men, but they're still gay. But I just don't think of yeah. it like my gay best friends just because- Well, congratulations for treating your friends like people. M- most of my friends are gay though, is the thing. But I guess it's not the same if you're not straight. So I guess it doesn't really make a difference. Yeah, I I don't think it's the same. And also, like, it's not the same if you're not being weird about it, you know? Yeah, I was like, the the concept of gay best friends is always so funny because it's like, it's always one gay person in a group of straight people when everyone knows that gays hunt in packs. Yeah, like, absolutely. Like, my (laughs) friend groups will have, like, a token straight. Like wolves. Yeah, we're like wolves. We have, like, 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 my friend group, I'm just thinking, like Matt is like our one of our token straights. Like that's just how it is. Exactly. Like that's what happens though. Is like whenever I'm in like a new group or something, I'm like, right, where are the <laughs> yeah. gays? Like I will hunt for the rest of them for like where where's my where is my LGBT hmm. community? And then we'll all like join up together. And then there'll be like one straight person who we just like. <laughs> 
and that's it. That's just the end of the yeah. You just like have one person. Like there's just one straight person who's like allowed to hang out with us. I would like to see a sexuality swapped sex in the city where like all four girls are gay and then they each have a, like two of them have like a straight best friend who just like every once in a while hangs out with them. To bring them to like a Knicks game? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, something like it's that. It's still Steve. It could still be Steve. It's still Steve. Exactly. I think Steve and Miranda would work really well as like lesbian Miranda and gay best friend Steve because Miranda already Miranda would probably be like a jock lesbian. I think. Well, she already wears pantsuits. Yeah. Yeah. But I kind of see Steve as just like the she does love a pantsuit, but she reminds me of like the Steve to me has to be straight, but he reminds me of the type of straight guy who was like friends with lesbians. Yeah. Well, yeah, Steve has to be straight. He can't wipe his own ass. Well, wasn't this the point? Was that they would all be, they would all be gay, and they would have straight best friends. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, St- Steve can still be straight. He, he has to wipe his ass. Like, no, he 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 has to still not be wiping his ass. Is what I mean. Because yeah. otherwise, he's not yeah. Steve. He's otherwise, not Steve. Then. He's lost the essence. The the essence to Steve. He doesn't. Which have is a it. skid mark. I, That's yeah. the essence. Yeah. <laughs> But then I feel like there would have to be an episode where like they find out he doesn't wipe his ass and then they all beat him up or something. They like hose him down with cold water and like you're a disgusting little cretin. Like there has to be something where they find out about They get that. him a bidet. They get him a bidet. It's perfect. Ah, uh, love this. We're writing a better show, folks. We are. The- we're, we're talking about this movie as little as possible. Is Steve even in this movie? I think he was in like one scene. Yeah. He's at the beginning. But yeah, he's not even, he doesn't even come back at the end of this one. We hear him mentions. Miranda mentions him once near the end, and that's it. Yeah, that's true. Um, so they're all on these camels. Um, Charlotte finally gets a call back from Harry because she's been trying to, like, get him to call her. And she does, and she falls off her camel, like, in all the excitement because she's trying to get signal. They're in the middle of the desert, and the girls are like, wow, who's her, who's her provider? Which, yeah, you're in the middle of the desert. How are you getting a call? Like, you can't write in a joke to make your plot make sense. But anyway, um, yeah, she falls off. <laughs> she gets a camel. I toe. will say, I was on safari once in East Africa, and it's like the middle of fucking nowhere. And the cell phone signal there is immaculate because it's just a long, far distance with no mountains. Hmm. Okay. That's true. I guess. Also, it's the Emirates. They have so much fucking money. They have cell phone towers everywhere. True. I've never been, believe it or not. But they have lunch and like this hot old guy just rides on a Jeep and rides up right next to them and is like standing in it. And he's like, Garu, um, tell the hotel that I'll be back at six or whatever. And he's like, hello, ladies. Oh, sorry about that. Um, hi. And then rides off again. And um, Samantha's pussy gets wet. Yeah, she is like, woof. I'm, uh, she's wet for the first time in a long time. And I do love that you said he was this old guy when he's probably the same age as Samantha. Like, he's not like, he's not like Hugh Hefner aged. He's like... No. He's like 50s or 60s. Yeah. yeah, I would say he's probably like in his 50s. Yeah. Yeah, but like, I, I just wanted to stress that like, he wasn't a child. Like, he wasn't like Right. 20. He's older than Smith. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And he's Danish. He's this Danish architect. 
And uh, this is the where Samantha gets to say her line, where she says, Lawrence of my labia. Love that. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you love it. The thing is, is the girls saying puns to each other and then laughing at their own jokes. It is the most relatable part about them. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Like, it's it really very funny. Is. Immediately after saying this, we cut to them at, like, a nightclub where Samantha's wearing the outfit that I posted in Discord. Is fucking amazing. I, I don't know how she's straight. <laughs> she's got, like, spiky spikes on her shoulders. Yeah, it's, it's like a like a drapey dress but then with hard spikes on the shoulders it's very like glamorous mad max and it's just a lot i kind of love it but also hate it mm-hmm. i fully loved it i was 100 percent on board i was like this this outfit fucking rules it, i want to wear it yeah it is fucking great. So they're in this like karaoke place, I guess, and they there's these belly dancers that are in like a circle above the stage. Yeah, they just have like their own distinct catwalk. Yeah, it, and they're just it's just for belly dancers to vaguely dance to the songs that people are choosing, which aren't really like i'm not saying they're like suitable belly dance songs but do they just have to kind of freestyle do they have a choreographed routine I get, it kind of seems like they're just walking in a circle and like wiggling it doesn't seem super choreographed <laughs> yeah no it's just like kind of vague moving so it's not yeah. really like they're doing the best of their ability they're just kind of there and miranda has signed them up for karaoke which is what everyone loves surprise yeah everyone loves to be signed up for a karaoke <laughs> <laughs> everyone loves to be surprised with karaoke and public singing oh yeah like i love doing karaoke but like as a surprise i'd be kind of pissed off like i want to pick the song if i'm doing karaoke same they do i am woman well samaranda goes like trust me ladies you'll know this song i've never heard this song before in my life yeah i don't know this fucking song like it's like the lyrics seem like they should be vaguely familiar to me but i do not know the tune at all so i'm hearing this and i'm like is this just because they're, like, Gen X? Literally, it's just because Fight Song hadn't come out yet. Is it the same song? It's basically the same song as Fight Song. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, they both suck, so, like, checks out. Um, but they sing it because, you know, feminism. And everyone in the club is, you know, going yeehaw, feminism. Uh, Rickard, the Danish architect, comes in and, like, Samantha sees him and she's like... I am woman and my table is over there. And at the end of the song, like he comes over and he says, you know, hi. And he says his name is. Hi, my name is Cum. Yeah, hi, my name is uh, Dick Spurt. Yeah. Which is his name. <laughs> and he's not. I'm like, Samantha makes a joke and he's like, could you be any more American? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, your name is Dick Spurt. Shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Well, he doesn't introduce himself as that. He introduces himself as Ricard. And then she's Im- immediately like, Richard? And he's like, yeah, that's like the Danish version of Richard. And she's like, like Dick? So your name is Dick Spurt? Whereas she could have just gone for he's, his name is Rockhard Spurt. <laughs> yeah? That works too. It's right there. But this is the second time they've had her interested in someone named Richard just so that she could make dick jokes. Like, you can't do this again. We already had Richard in the t- in the 
Sex in the City proper. You can't do this again. But they do. It's cheap, cheap shit. Yeah, cheap heat. But you know what? I do love a dick joke. So we'll go with it. Yeah, you know, you're right. They could have had more with him, but they really don't. It's kind of just this one where she's like, dick spur. And uh, for the rest of it, it's rather tame so yeah she's she says like oh i am open i'm very open but tonight is ladies night good yeah, for her we'll have to do something tomorrow which yeah and the girls say like oh well that's very nice of you to not leave us especially in your condition <laughs> and she says no we made a promise to each other men and babies fuck that we're so <laughs> she just says fuck your babies like fuck them it's us it's us girls <laughs> Fuck the, <laughs> fuck the like deep emotional relationship you probably have with your children mm. um we're soulmates <laughs> and it's just comparing these random men that she that you know you're meeting for your first time ever to these children that you've lived with for years who are like your own family just yeah you know fuck them you know those two comparable things uh is just us but yeah that's nice of her um the next morning um like garu's opening mail and i'm like is that allowed can you do that <laughs> yeah i don't think so i mean i don't know their laws in abu dhabi for like opening other people's mail but um, i mean it's like american mail so i feel like it would fall under their laws uh, yeah that's a good point but also, why are they getting mail? They're there for a fucking week. <laughs> I know. I mean, like, one of them is The New Yorker, and it has a review of Carrie's latest book, which apparently, I guess, is FedEx to Samantha, but I feel like that could wait until she flies back. Yeah. You think so? The New Yorker can fucking wait. It's The New Yorker. Who cares? Carrie's image in The New Yorker is fucking hilarious, though. <laughs> It's like this character. It's like a cartoon and it has duct tape over her mouth. Because they're like, shut the fuck up, Carrie. Maybe you shouldn't write any books anymore. Get her ass. Get her ass. Well, because her latest book is like, (laughs) I do, do I? And it's about marriage. And they're just like, maybe Carrie, instead of making vows of marriage, should be making vows of silence. (laughs) Get her ass. It's fucking pretty funny. I gotta say. It's so good. And she's fuming about it. Mm -hmm. And they're all like, all right, it's one review. It doesn't matter. And like, this is written by a man. Like, that's not even who your target audience is about. And Miranda is like, you know what? I just realized actually my boss didn't care about what I had to say. He just didn't like that I had a voice at all. I think men are intimidated by us. Like, you just learned that? Jesus. How stupid do they think women are? We know. This is their moment of musing about how men in the United States can also be sexist. Because men can be sexist anywhere. So, like, any of the things they may have said that have seemed kind of, like, racially insensitive about the people living in uh, Abu Dhabi, it's like, well, we also think men in the U.S. are actually very sexist towards us, too, for being women. Equal opportunity offenders funny south park yeah <laughs> and it's like you're right like the men are men are disrespecting you in the united states where you come from it's not like oh in other parts of the world feminism doesn't exist good thing we live in the united states where it's perfect but it's also just very like it just it, it feels like they put it in there so that they could be like oh you know 
we're not just going to shit on other cultures' men. We're also going to shit on our own, too. Yeah. Yeah, they don't really shit on their own that much, though. Because there's, like, a whole... I mean, Miranda even says, I think they'd actually like to see us in niqabs. Which, I, mm, I don't think women entirely wear it. For, like, yeah, if it's legal that you have to wear something, then obviously that's an issue. But, like plenty of muslim women who dress modest plenty of women of all religions who dress modestly like have said they don't do it for men um it's just like a very heavy-handed like that's the only reason why anyone would want to cover up yeah Um, yeah no a lot of people just make the assumption they make the assumption about these other women's lives without actually asking them about it yeah because they haven't fucking spoken to any women about it which they very easily could because there are plenty of women around the hotel and plenty of women when they go out and mm-hmm. a lot of them speak English. Um, so they could ask them about mm-hmm. it. God, they really don't talk to any women in the Middle East until like the penultimate scene of the movie, huh? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, they uh-huh. until they have to. Like, they don't. Yeah. Even yeah. then, they're very condescending. Yeah. So Carrie storms off. Because she's furious about it. So she's, and the ladies are like, we have, we have a spa day. Are you not coming? And she's like, no. Instead, she decides to put on her eyeliner and to go and go on the dinner day with Aiden. I fucking hate Carrie. Yeah, she gets very done up. And I feel like, like, you know, It's your prerogative to dress sexy, but I feel like she's on purpose dressing a little too sexy to go on a date with her ex-boyfriend. Not just ex-boyfriend, ex-fiance who is now currently married. They're both currently married. It's like, obviously, Mm. your outfit is never like an invitation for something. It's just very, like, it seems like she's going out because she wants to flirt with him. Like, that just seems like her actual intention. No, she kind of just admits that afterwards, right? Yeah, she does. And it's like, you could have just worn, like, normal, a normal dress like you've worn this entire time. But she's like, I'm going to wear the boobiest dress that I have to see Aiden. (laughs) It's very booby, and I'm pretty sure it has a slit up the leg. Um, it's quite long and like I'm and like she does her makeup like very like smoky eye and it's because like yeah in the scene before she's wearing like and for most of this movie she's kind of wearing just like maxi dresses and pretty much like minimal makeup so yeah you're right like it's definitely like a different look than what she's been wearing for the rest of the film when she's just around the girls so it's not like it's just like a casual like Oh, I'm gonna, you know, we had a thing, but like that's past us. We're just gonna catch up and, you know, have dinner together. Mm-hmm. She doesn't tell Big. Um, yeah. Even really, the girls, like, they just catch her because she bumps into them when they come out the elevator. And it's very much like an oh shit moment. And they're like, where are you going? And she says, and like Charlotte and Randa are just like, yeah, are you sure you should be doing that? <laughs> yeah, I do like that Charlotte is straight up just like, I think you're playing with fire. I think this is a bad idea and that you shouldn't do it. And then Carrie comes out with this rude ass thing where she's like, well, Charlotte, just because you're worried that Harry's going to cheat oh on you God. doesn't mean that everyone's going to do that. And I'm just like the fucking gall to say this to Charlotte. Yeah. <sighs> And, like, the doors close and she just goes down and she says it so, like, 
cruelly and then she almost kind of like laughs afterwards i don't know if i added that in my brain that she's like (laughs) you know and miranda we stay with miranda and charlotte for a minute and miranda is like are you okay (laughs) and says go have a nap And then we'll have drinks. Like, I'll get you a drink. And Charlotte is crying because that's such a horrible thing her friend just fucking said to her. Yeah, no kidding. Like, I know you've had a bad day, Carrie, but, like, Charlotte has had anxiety about this the entire trip. And, like, yes, it is a really stupid thing for them to write into this movie. But, like, also maybe just don't be a bitch to Charlotte for no reason. Yeah, because she said, "Mm, maybe you shouldn't go, like, "Mm, you're dressed kind of fancy to go on a dinner date with someone who you Mm -hmm. have no feelings for, right? And she's right, she's playing with fire. Especially since Carrie has a history of fucking up. Like, Carrie has a history of going, oh, I'm currently with someone, but I see one of my exes, and we just couldn't help but fall on our lips to each other. Like, the Carrie has historically done this. Yeah, she and she has a history of, like, not taking accountability either, mm-hmm. and just being like, whoops, guess I didn't know I was gonna do that, you know? So it's really annoying, and, like, we see... Charlotte has her nap and like this was honestly one of the best scenes in the film and I kind of wish this had actually been what the movie was about. Yeah, no, this was one of my favorite scenes too. It's so good. So Miranda and Charlotte are sharing a drink and they're in like the little hotel, like there's a little hotel bar. Well, in their room there's a bar because it's ridiculous. Um, The sweet bar. Yeah. Yeah, in this fucking sweet bar. The sweet life of Miranda and Charlotte. Anyway... (laughs) Um, sh- they're like sharing a like some cosmos, and sh- like sh- Miranda says, "Look, we're both mothers. We can talk to each other about this honestly." And she says, "I love Brady more than words can ever say, but being his mother is not enough, and I love my career." And I'm like, "Yeah, that's that's mm-hmm. interesting." That's actually something that's interesting to explore. I wish Miranda had been giving a plot in this movie. <laughs> yeah, Miranda doesn't have a plot. She quits her job. She goes on the trip. And then she gets a new job. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. And she was going to probably get a new job anyway. It's not like she said, I'm going to quit yeah. my job and be a housewife anymore. Like, the whole time she had the plan to get another job. So it's not, like... This was really, this was a, yeah, her talking about it, though, is was the best part of her part in the whole movie. Yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting if this film, like, had any plot whatsoever. I guess they could have had Miranda, like, she quits her job, and then she's staying at home with Brady, and is just like, yeah, this is actually really boring. <laughs> like, that could be her plot, is that she's bored and she wants to do something else. Right, they never even show that. Yeah, no. she just looks over at Brady and she's just like, this fucking sucks, dude. I hate you. And then she's like, it's time to get another job. <laughs> um, but yeah, and so, because Miranda's like, okay, now you go. You say something that you just feel like you can't ever say, you know, like we're thousands of miles away from home. Like, And then Charlotte finally starts opening up about her stuff where she's kind of just like, I love my daughters so much. I love them so, so, so much. But like... I'm so overwhelmed, like, I'll go into the the room to cry and just let Rose scream. Like, I'll just let her keep screaming until she tires herself out. Like, isn't that terrible? And it's like, I don't know how anyone has children 24-7. So props to you for just having them at all. (laughs) 
Yeah, and like she's and Miranda is like, no, that's survival. And I think that's probably honestly something every single parent has done at some point of just Yeah. Just needing to leave the room to breathe and like come back. Cause you can't I mean, babies cry a lot, especially like like my neighbor's baby. She's been like a little bit ill recently, so she's been crying a lot. And I'm like, God, I just, you know, hearing a baby cry is like a very viscerally upsetting thing. Yeah. So hearing that a lot is like, it really takes a Mm -hmm. toll on you. So I think it's completely fine. And if that's more interesting, I think probably for like the audience that watched this and has probably Mm -hmm. become mothers themselves to see... And also is the more interesting development of their characters because, yeah, like Charlotte also says, you know, she prayed and prayed for children, for family, and she's got it and she doesn't yeah. feel like she's grateful enough. Like, that's interesting. Can we talk about this? Not Carrie being a fucking idiot. Yeah, or like not Charlotte. Like, the whole plot of Charlotte this entire movie has been her worrying about the nanny. And it's like, this is far more interesting than you worrying about harry cheating when that is not at all even remotely in character for him to do it just doesn't make any sense and they also have a nice little toast to like parents who don't have help because both of them have like nannies they have like full-time nannies for their children and they're still like overwhelmed and tired and stuff and they're just like Shout out to all the moms who just, like, don't have that. I wonder if that line was added, like, after a test screening, when a bunch of moms who are watching the film who don't have nannies were like, well, fuck these bitches. (laughs) It's very possible. I did think that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, even me watching this, I was like, oh, boo-hoo, you have fucking nannies. But, yeah, I mean, they still spend a lot of time with Mm -hmm. their I think parent like parenting if you actually care about your kids is very difficult so of course they'd be overwhelmed and i don't think either of them have ever really necessarily Mm -hmm. said those things out loud Mm -hmm. so it's interesting and it's it's a good scene and i like how miranda the whole time is like every time charlotte says something she's like drink drink have a sip have a drink yeah (laughs) she's like have another another sip i also (laughs) like the end of charlotte's thing where she's like i need to say something but it feels too terrible to say and it's that when i was worried that you know hair like that about the nanny i feel terrible but my first thought was we can't lose the nanny i need her (laughs) (laughs) yeah Oh, I love it. It Yeah, it's good. But yeah, that's a really good scene. It's easily the best scene in the movie that Liza Minnelli's not in. That's true. Yeah, it's the best scene of the second half. And then now to something (laughs) not good. Uh, Carrie's at dinner with Aiden, and she's you know talking about her marriage to Big, and he's like, "I already knew you were married." (laughs) Yeah, he's like, "I didn't, I didn't stop you because I thought it was funny to just let you go on about it." Yeah, and apparently, like, his wife has kept tabs on Carrie because she's, you know, the one that got away, which I'm like, that's kind of fucked up. That is kind of fucked up. It would be normal just to be like, you're literally high society New Yorkers. Everyone knows you're married. Yeah, literally. Like, yeah, we saw it in the paper. But yeah, no, they had to make it weird. They had to make the wife into some kind of weirdo. Um, Also, Aiden's children are named Homer, Wyatt, and Tate. What the fuck? Like, they're in character for him, but what the fuck? 
It's just dog shit <laughs> names for his ugly sons. These are literally, Homer. you say dog shit names, they're literally dog names. These are names for dogs. You name your dog Homer or Wyatt or Tate. Like, those are just n- th- th- terrible. They're names for people who never live past the age of 10. Like, have you ever met a, a Wyatt who is, like, age 30? No. Well, okay, but there's Wyatt, who's the son of Goldie Horn and Kurt Russell. Wyatt Russell. Mm, fair. He's, like, an adult, and he's kind of hot because he looks like Kurt Russell. So he's a Wyatt. Homer literally is just Homer Simpson. Like, no one's ever going to be able to disconnect that name. No one else has that name anymore. Yeah, no, that's just, like, that name is taken from society. Like, you can't use it anymore. Like, there's just some names that you just can't do because they just have too much association with someone else now. And Homer's one of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Elvis. Yeah, I mean, the first one that came to mind to me was Adolf, but Elvis, yeah. <laughs> Elvis too. Like, Me yeah. too, but yeah, I didn't want to say Adolf, but I'm glad you did. Yeah. Tate, I mean, there's Tate Donovan. I know a couple of Tates. Yeah. The thing about Tate Donovan is that he is like a 40-year-old man. Well, he's probably not anymore, but like, he, I imagine him as like a 40-year-old man with the soul of a 14-year-old boy inside of him. I don't I don't know why. Probably just because he's such a disaster on on the OC and because um fucking he was on friends too and I feel like he was kind of baby there too. So I just imagine him as like a child. So maybe that's why I associate Tate with young people. I think he I think he like legitimately dated Jennifer Aniston Probably. and that's why he was on friends. I think he dated her for a couple years. Yeah, and then there's Tate the Gallery and Tate Modern. Mm. Yeah, there's Tate Galleries in Britain, I guess. Um, And there's Tate from American Horror Story. That's where my Tates end. Okay. Okay. That's more than me. Uh, But after he talks about his children and shows their ugly faces in a photo to her, um, he's like, Carrie... (laughs) You're uh, you're not like other women, and so it doesn't surprise me that you're not wearing a huge rock on your finger. You're not like other Ugh. women. And then he's like, oh, Carrie, uh, oh, you look so hot tonight. Like, I just got to tell you, like, I'm sorry. Oh, pangy. Oh, you just look so fucking hot tonight, Carrie. And it's like, all right, this is where you kind of go. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's so dis- This is where you cut the night short. <laughs> yeah. It's like, if I was on... This is where you leave. If I was on a date, right, and a guy was like, you're not like other women. Oh, you're so f-. And the way he says it is like, oh, you're so fucking hot. Oh, you look so hot. It's like, oh my God, shut the fuck up. Like, if a guy said that to me, I'm like, I would then question like, do I sleep with him and never call him again? <laughs> you know, that would be the question. It's like, I already know I do not want to see him again. <laughs> That's where you're just like, yes, yeah. and... And what about it? Exactly. I do the Ariana Grande yeah. ponytail flip. <laughs> yeah, do the Ariana. <laughs> but it's just, it's so, like, it's so obviously putting the moves on someone that it's embarrassing. And it's just so out of character of Aiden, too. Like, it just doesn't feel in character at all to him. Because he's always been just, like, so loyal. Like, when he dated Carrie, like, there was never any time where he was even remotely like questionable in his like in his actions towards her and so it just seems wild to me that he'd be married no. with a child and acting like this like it's just out of character for Aiden this is very much the character assassination of Aiden Shaw yeah. um 
also like it because it, it makes it look like he's just been obsessed with carrie since they broke up and she like really fucked with his brain chemicals or something because do you remember there was that thing when nina katz was like oh you fucked him up you like you you yeah. ruined aiden like you ruined him for everyone yeah. else who's ever gonna date him like that seems real now because there was the scene where you meet aiden again and he's got the baby and you're like okay closure for that storyline like he's cool but that now like that scene when nina katz is like you have ruined a man you have destroyed him now makes sense because it seems like aiden has been just irrecoverably changed and he's never gonna be who he was because carrie fucked with him so bad carrie has fundamentally changed his dna on a molecular level like he she is destroyed him (laughs) Uh, and that's not even the worst part I mean, to go on these, like, business trips for the rugs, I mean, just rugs as well, like, he has to be gone for at least a couple months, Mm -hmm. right? Like, he's going to, like, three different places, so that's at least a month or two away from his, like, wife and young kids. Like, that doesn't really seem like something Aiden would do. Yeah. I feel like it's also the kind of trip you only really need to do once, but... Yeah, at that point, you just make a contact. Yeah. yeah. And also, is he friends with Steve? Oh, he was friends with Steve because they own the bar. Yeah, so, like, would he not know that Carrie was married that way? I guess maybe he's not friends with Steve Maybe, anymore. Maybe he heard that Steve cheated on Miranda and he was like, I'm out of this business venture. <laughs> he's just like, fuck, dude, I got cheated on. Fuck you. And he left. <laughs> King. That's my headcanon now. <laughs> You know what my head... Okay, wait, wait, wait. I need to refine my headcanon. <laughs> Steve cheated on Miranda with Aiden. There we go. There we go. We got there. Okay. That is why they don't talk <gasps> anymore. Happy Weed Minute. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's that's it. So, like, they were closing up late night. Yeah, they were closing up at the bar. And, like, they were drunk and made out and had sex. And then Aiden told his wife and they, like, broke up. And that's why he's been traveling. Yeah. Did he ever say it was with a woman? Or did we just did we just infer that because we just assume that he's straight? We're coming full circle now about Steve. I think Steve could be bisexual. I don't want him like I don't want him to share anything with me, but there are bisexual people who suck. So like I could accept that that is the case. He would have to be a top. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I would still believe there are bisexual men who wipe their asses, though. Well, maybe he st- maybe he wipes his ass now that he's had his awakening. Yeah. <laughs> Fellas, isn't Kato wipe your ass? <laughs> okay, yeah. Maybe he didn't want to touch it. He was so, like, deep in the closet that, like, he didn't want to touch his butt at all. There, there have been Reddit relationship threads about this. Uh, there definitely have. But there are men who think it is. I don't want to encourage people to put anything near my ass by, you know, not having shit all around yeah. it. So I'm just going to leave it a little unclean and no one's going to want to touch it. That's his theory. Because he's so deeply ingrained in the homophobia <laughs> that he believes that that is a thing. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I can imagine. Okay, that works. I was going to say my theory is that Aiden has kind of been like whatever what, for whatever reason it didn't really work out with his wife or like they're on a break or whatever but he's been following Carrie 
right? Like <laughs> on the down low. No. Because he wants to get revenge against Ooh. Big. I do like the idea of doing it as revenge against Big and not because he's still into Carrie. Yeah, that's what I think. Because, like, he doesn't try and... Presumably, like, he doesn't try and call her or, like, phone her or anything, mm-hmm. like, after the kiss. It just feels like... And, like, the whole thing, you know, he knew that, like, if he bumped into her on, like, in, in like, another country, that, like, Carrie would have to... And, like, and when she recommends lunch, he's like, no, let's get dinner because he knows dinner will be more romantic. It'll be more romantic. And he has the excuse of being like, how crazy is it that we ran into each other this far apart? Like, if we ran into each other in New York, it's just like, oh, hey, what's up? But like, when you see someone so far away, it's like, oh, well, we have to do something. So, yeah. Mm. This Aiden is yeah. evil. It's evil Aiden. Yeah. It's a lot. Mm, yeah. This is. <laughs> Dark Aiden. He's just like, <laughs> I just, you know, you know, the Kermit the Frog meme. <laughs> I just thought of that. Like, I just saw Aiden with like a massive hood. The one of him. Okay, there's too many Kermit memes. So the first one that came to mind was the one of him holding his asshole open. <laughs> Same. Like, Which one do you mean? <laughs> Look, Goatsy Kermit is a classic. <laughs> that was him and Steve. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Steve in the first movie. Um. Oh, God. <laughs> um, so they kiss. Yeah, they kiss. Which we didn't actually... Well, you mentioned it. But anyway. Yeah. They kiss when they're saying goodbye. Yeah, they go out... Yeah, they're saying goodbye. Like, he's walking out of a cab... And uh, he's like, oh, these are, there's seven arches in this building, one for each of the countries in the United Arab, United Arab, United Arab Emirates. And then he's just like, he starts naming them and then he just kisses her and she kisses back. It was a mutual kiss. And then they both kind of freak out and she like runs off. But the whole time I was kind of like, okay, but he is sexier. Can we also talk about how he literally was just like, I am trying to memorize a new one every time I come up here. So I'm up to four now. And then he names three. And they're like short city-state names, like Dubai. You have to take a whole trip just to memorize the word Dubai. (laughs) Himbo. Yeah, yeah. It's seven things. That's not a lot. How can you not remember seven things? No, but he's only up to four now. And he couldn't even name the fourth one that he was remembering. Well, because he was just so mesmerized by... Carrie's coal eyeliner. That's so. fair, because they do, they do, that is when he goes in for the snooch. And it is mutual. They both kiss each other. Mm-hmm. It's not like just he kisses her. And yeah, so then Carrie runs off. She's like, she, well, she doesn't know where she's going, but she runs off. She gets home and she makes sure all, she rounds all the gals up. So Miranda and Charlotte are still drinking. Samantha's in the bath with the yams on her face. And she's like, okay, we need to talk. And once they're all out, she's like, okay, I kissed Aiden. I fucked up. I shouldn't have done that. I know it was just a kiss, but, like, it was mutual. It wasn't just, like, he kissed me. And the girls were kind of just like, I think you should maybe just not tell Big about it. Because it was just a kiss. And uh, and Carrie's just like, no, I feel too bad. I have to tell him. I can't just not. It'll just be so much worse if I don't. So, like, they basically try to convince her not to. Yeah, I mean, Samantha's, like, asleep on it. I mean, I agree. I think the 
bad thing about not the bad thing but like the worst part about cheating is lying yeah like that's the thing that i think is like the lying it's a breaking of trust essentially so yeah. she's kind of right that like the worst of it will be over is like if i immediately yeah. tell big you know and it's clear that it was a mistake and like i'm not hiding anything from him blah 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 blah. but also yeah it's the middle of the night and maybe she should just get some rest yeah she's not even coming right home or anything so it's kind of like dropping this bomb on him and then not even seeing him again for another few days which is a lot but like I do understand that she wants to get it off her chest as fast as possible Yeah. Miranda also kind of brings up like you know when Steve cheated on me like it was a relief that it only happened one time but part of me is like maybe I would just be better off if he didn't tell me because then I would just never know and like that I mean it still sucks but like I wouldn't have had that whole thing where I was so upset for so long um and Samantha's like okay but Steve fucked someone else (laughs) that's a bit different from kissing someone else yeah Carrie does bring up the fact though that like okay I did it was just a kiss but it's a kiss with someone I was literally engaged to like it's someone with a history kisses can just mean a lot it's not just i don't know they they are treating it like there's a huge difference in the type of cheating depending on mm-hmm. if you're just kissing or if you're actually having sex and it's like kind of but like kissing is almost more intimate so like especially if you have a history with the person so i don't know yeah yeah it's then like if you just slept with someone like once and it was just like a quickie i mean i don't know i feel like each person's gonna have a different threshold i suppose for sure um and just the best way to deal with it would be to talk about him but also i don't feel sorry for this bitch i don't feel sorry for big in the slightest he cheated (gasps) on two of his wives he yeah literally the reason he got divorced two times like <laughs> yeah i and he cheated with he was the other man when carrie was with aiden yeah. so i don't feel sorry for him at all no fuck him and him and carrie like fucked like they fucked a lot of times <laughs> when she was with aiden yeah yeah a and lot, he was married lot, too and it's like i'm mostly just yeah. mad at carrie for doing it at all but i feel nothing towards big at all absolutely nothing um in fact i'm laughing i am laughing (laughs) um so fuck him yeah i am laughing um and then so sam is going out and she's dressed like a slutty princess leia Mm -hmm. like it's such a look she has this white like drapey dress and a white cape and she like takes off the hood when she sits down i was like help me obi-wan whoever the fuck you are yeah. you are my only hoe <laughs> to the danish man yeah they're smoking shisha and she's like giving this thing a blowjob mm-hmm. yeah she fully is and uh this like couple is looking over at them being like super offended and they they're they're trying to like stage it like as if they're just offended because they're super conservative and not because they're normal human beings going out for dinner who don't want to see someone like deep throating a pipe <laughs> while they're eating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not like it seems like it's a shisha bar slash like just a normal restaurant. Yeah. Um, because they are like eating. Cause I mean, I'm not be I will be completely honest. I have you know, probably been rather suggestive in public, but not where people were eating. No. 
Yeah. In like bars and stuff where, you know, we're all drunk idiots, mm-hmm. so it's fine. But yeah, they're they're not ha- they're not very happy and they're kind of looking like the woman is looking in horror and Ricard is like, Oh, we shouldn't be doing this, but like he apparently is like, I get so much more aroused when I'm here because you know, everything's like illegal or frowned upon. It's forbidden. It's forbidden. Yeah, like, oh yeah, you know, when you're here, you can't deep throat a pipe in public, but you know, when you're in like France or the USA- It's encouraged. It's encouraged to, you know, <laughs> you know, grab someone's dick at dinner. Uh, you know, it's normal in those countries. <laughs> I mean, France, maybe. There are a bunch of degenerates over there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, see, if we were in France, I would have my hand down your blouse. And I was like, I don't think that's allowed yeah, in France. Yeah, I don't France. think so, but... But yeah. That being said, I'm pretty sure I have had a man's hand down my top in public, but like, it was a covert operation, mm. you know? And I had just been smoking weed, so like, I can't be blamed for my actions. No, no, absolutely not. You've never, never done anything wrong in your life. Ever. No. But I was like, yeah, I don't... He was like, I'd be playing with your nipples. And I'm like, in public? Uh. Um, so she, yeah, so then she's like, grabs his leg right by his dick, which is hard. And I could tell, even before, mm-hmm. like, he stands up and he has a comedy boner, which I've never seen a dick do in my life, just like completely <laughs> at a 90 degree yeah. angle Um, when someone's standing up like that. Through trousers as well. But you can tell it's hard, like, when she, there's like a close up of his thigh she grabs it and she's like are you a big boy and then they walk off and he pulls down the like string that's holding up her dress they're still like in the restaurant i mean it's like an outdoor like in theory he's been here before and knows this is a bad idea yeah they don't realize that the couple who'd been watching them had like called over the waiter to be like go after them they're being horny (laughs) arrested for horny horny police bunk yeah yeah i (laughs) i think it's like the security guy or something he did look like a cop and yeah i yeah it might have been a cop um arrested for horny which uh, like how they're in the same hotel could she not i know they're not allowed to share like hotel rooms but i feel like he probably could have snuck like snuck her in or maybe they could have like just met on the beach somewhere and privately not been so bait about the whole thing you know yeah there could have been something but yeah uh before we find out about her crimes um carrie calls big and tells him about her crimes and uh she just she explains Mm -hmm. it just like in this long ass way um and big is just listening the whole time and then he's just like i'm at work carrie i have to go (laughs) (laughs) most relatable big's been in the entire series yeah so absolute king shit right there yeah that's some good shit and then we find out that Samantha was arrested for having sex on the beach, but she didn't even have sex on the beach. She just was kissing. And she has like comedy smeared li- lipstick as well. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> she's like, we weren't having sex. We were just kissing. And then Carrie's like, see, kissing is a thing. It's illegal. Kissing is illegal. <laughs> It's illegal. Arrested for horny crimes. Um, and Charlotte and Carrie like leave the room and Miranda stays because she's Samantha's like legal counsel. And basically the the guy who like the hotel guy is like, look, this isn't illegal. Well, it is illegal, mm-hmm. but like it's fine. 
It's just yeah. we need to take a record of it, um, and then you'll be free to go. Um, so I need your passport. And she's like, I'm not going to give you my passport. <laughs> and Miranda's like, like she just nods. Yeah. <laughs> like give him the passport um and samantha goes through like her purse (laughs) and all these condoms fall out which is very funny and that's fine for now until uh the next day when samantha gets a call basically saying uh okay we need a number for the suite we need a credit card number for the suite now and samantha's like that doesn't make any sense it's getting paid for by uh the you know the person the shake yeah and uh they're like okay yeah that was up until now but from now on it will be 22k per night $22,000 per night because you did horny crimes yeah because she because you know horny so basically they're no she no longer has her meeting for the pr she is no longer getting this suite for for free which holy fuck $22,000 per night that's absolutely bonkers um makes sense for that suite mind you oh no for sure it's it's gorgeous but then they have an hour till checkout so samantha is like get your shit ready to go and we're getting the fuck out of here in an hour so yeah they need to get all their shit out like immediately um and they're scrambling for stuff and charlotte's like oh samantha i'm not gonna be able to pack and she says, "Do you have twenty two? Do you have a uh, twenty thousand dollars? Then pack. Can't moan. Just pack." And uh, they go. So they're like leaving, and Samantha is wearing this horrible, like yellow short shorts and like a low cut red like vest and just like a white like jacket over the top. Um, and they're and she's like, "I don't care anymore," because Miranda says you need to cover up. She's like, "I don't give a shit. I've already been arrested. I'm going to America." Yeah. I mean, if they were just going right to the airport, I feel like it would be fine. But they are they do end up having to not just go to the airport because, like, as soon as they leave, Carrie realizes she doesn't have her passport. Finally. And so, you know, Chekhov's passport. Um, <laughs> you know, when you introduce your passport 40 – an hour and 20 minutes into the movie, it goes off two hours into the movie. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, anyway, she, she realizes that she doesn't have it. So like, then it's stupid because then she immediately realizes where she left it. Like as if that would happen. Unrealistic. She's she's like, okay, well, it's probably where I bought my shoes because I put my spices down with my passport. And I don't have my spices. Yeah. Which like, you have no brain. So there's no way you would figure that out that fast. But they have time because their flight doesn't leave till like six and it's like the afternoon. So they go back to the market. And all four girls go. It's not just Carrie. And they get to the pa- they get to the the shoe place. And Carrie, the the guy still is there with the passport. He's very nice. He's a very friendly man. He's a nice man. He's a nice man. And Carrie buys all the girls' shoes. And it's it's very nice of her. You, you know all that steel twenty dollars shoes. You know shoes that aren't four hundred dollars. Yeah, she's like, oh, shoes for all my friends because this guy won't take money for like keeping her passport for her. So she's like, ladies, treat yourselves, which is okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, then they're going through and well, because Charlotte didn't get any like gifts for Harry and the kids yet. So when uh, um um a man, a pretty sketchy man, is like, watch, you know, do you want to buy a watch? She follows him 
And then the Miranda and like Miranda and Carrie have to go rescue them. And then while they're up there, um, they think that Samantha stole the Birkin bag mm-hmm. that she has, but hers is a real Birkin, which I'm like, congrats to her for finally getting the Birkin. So they chase her out and they like rip it from her. Yeah, they make this huge scene and then it like Blasts open, like they fully rip the bag open and just condoms go flying everywhere. And um, like all these men are crowding around them and they're, you know, shouting and yelling at Samantha and she's like, fuck you, I have sex. And she starts miming humping and flipping them off and it's like, <laughs> I have sex. Yeah. She sure does that. Yeah. And then this is where, you know, we get the cool feminism moment of, um, you know, two cultures coming together to enjoy feminism. Um, cause some ladies kind of nod towards them to follow them inside this like building and, uh, they follow. And the ladies are just like, we loved that scene that happened. It was very entertaining and the men will be mad for years, which is relatable. I do love to be like, wow, that was incredible and men will be mad forever. Um. (laughs) Yeah, I love stuff that makes men mad. It's good. Mm -hmm. Um, So they're like, okay, ladies, you know, we love that. And they start talking about um, like fashion because the girls say they're from New York and they're like, oh, New York, Carnegie Hall, Fifth Avenue. And then they start talking again in Arabic. Um, <laughs> Could you imagine if you said where you're from and someone just started naming like places and then speaking in a language you didn't know? <laughs> they, and, and the yeah, ladies, no. our ladies are just like smiling and nodding. The whole time. They are very just like smiling politely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, then the Samantha mentions something about how like her hormones have been forbidden. And um, we find out that the the girls have all been reading the for, uh, for their book club, the book that Samantha was reading about like the hormones. <laughs> They're all extremely interested. That was in a it. very funny callback. I yeah. Like yeah. That. <laughs> that was very funny. <laughs> yeah. That was. Yeah. Um. And they all love fashion and they like take off their niqabs and their hijabs and they're wearing, um, like, f- you know, apparently like fashionable clothing. I yeah. find that questionable, but they're wearing designer clothing at least. And it's a very, like, see, they're not so different, which I appreciate. That would be so fucking hot under there. Yeah, which that was the thing I was thinking. I was like, wait a second. I get the Mm -hmm. sentiment of the scene is to be like, look, women all around the world, doesn't matter, you know, we're not so different. Men are trash and we all, men are poor. Am I right, gals? I get the sentiment. (laughs) However, um, that would be so fucking hot. This one woman's wearing like, marabou ostrich feathers yeah. yeah it'd be so fucking hot it's not what you would it's just not what you what you would wear underneath in like a hot country plus they're also like pulling it off as like a big empowerment moment as if like women are allowed to take their veils off around other women that's like a whole thing yeah that is true <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's like the music changes and everything and it's like ah oh. But I was like, yeah, they're allowed to do that. That's fine. Like, literally, if Fight Song was out, it would have been playing. Yeah. This is my Fight Song. <sighs> so, yeah. And then the ladies are like, oh, we, they offer them tea and coffee. And they're like, no, we have to go. We're going to miss our flight. And then Charlotte's like, but how will we be able to escape those angry men outside? Uh-huh. Golly, I wonder. 
wonder what they could do. If only there was some sort of veil that covered the face. Oh, I forgot to mention, like, in the first scene of what we're talking about, Carrie goes like, you see, I wouldn't mind the headscarf, but, like, just carrying in my, like, covering my mouth freaks me out. And I was like, Carrie is a confirmed anti-masker. Oh my yeah. god, she would be. <laughs> oh, mm. it's, oh, she absolutely is, 100%. 100,000%. It's, it's her and Charlotte. Mm, yeah, Charlotte's like, I, uh, you know, I... But not Harry. I think To that, be particular, it's oh, Charlotte, no, but sure. not Harry. Charlotte's like, I think everyone has the right to wear one, but, like, you cannot for... Like, Charlotte would probably be an anti-vaxxer, too. She would be the kind of anti-vaxxer who's like, I just think people should be able to choose what goes into their children's body, and that includes polio. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then Harry, Harry goes and, like, gets them vaccinated while she's at the spa, and just doesn't tell her. <laughs> yeah... Yeah, no. And like, yeah. And then I feel like Harry would be like, hey, babe, you forgot your mask. And Charlotte's like, oh, yeah, I <laughs> yeah. did, didn't I? And begrudgingly goes back for it and then doesn't wear it. <sighs> yeah, so they put on, um, they put on the veils and they go out and they lose Charlotte at one point. And then they're like, she's wearing purple platforms. And they find her by looking at the shoes. And she's like trying to pick out like little t-shirts for the girls. And they're like, Charlotte, if you don't fucking get here, I'm going to kill you. I'm sorry. They're going to fly 13 hours in coach. <laughs> the fucking I heart Abu Dhabi shirts though. Yeah. Yeah. Which like, I don't know if they've had a great time in Abu Dhabi so far. Yeah. It's also like, I'm just so mad every time that they're like, I worked so hard to get us these, you know, first class seats again. If I have to fly back in coach, I'm going to kill myself. And I'm like, literally cannot imagine flying anything fancier than a shitty ass coach. Yeah, I know. Like I've, I've done like a 13 hour flight in coach. It's fine. You just go to sleep. Like it sucks, but like, am I gonna spend another like two hundred dollars no. on a flight? If no. by two hundred you mean like several thousand more to update well, to first class on a flight of that? Okay, like? I mean, I meant like for like a flight I would take, not this flight. Right. Like if I was gonna fly home to Victoria first class instead of in coach, but this their first class in this plane is like we already talked about it in the first movie, like bananas. Like they've got those fucking pods yeah. and they've got a bar. Like God, I wish I had pods. Um, I pods yeah no it's amazing they're airpods <laughs> yeah yeah like i've i've done coach flight of 13 hours i've done it i can you, it's possible yeah no. folks it's possible you can do it if matt can do it we can all do it um but then they're trying to get a cab and they can't like the car the cars aren't stopping so carrie lifts up and shows her leg off like in the film like in it happened one night and it stops and it you know the, the fa- it's a callback that's not as good yeah i forgot it was a callback so same <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, she stick her leggy out. What do you know? Yeah, leggy. But yeah, they, they got a cab immediately after for that. And uh, they get their fancy ass flight. And Big doesn't pick up Carrie at the airport. I don't even know if he knew that they even changed flights in the first place. But then he continues to, like, torture her all day by just not coming home. Like, she's home and she calls him, like, hey, John, where are you? I'm home now. Just so you know. Bye. He finally comes home at, like, 10 p.m. And he's like, yeah, I just wanted to bother yeah. you. 
<laughs> Again, like king shit right there. This is the most relatable he's ever been. It's so yeah. funny. He wants to cause problems on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? If someone cheat on you, I think it's fine to like I no, I'm just gonna cause him a little bit of suffering. Just a little bit of torture, you know? This is not super valid though. So like Carrie apologizes and everything, and he he also took the TV out of the bedroom, but he apologizes and he bought her a ring as punishment. <laughs> yeah, well, there was that whole thing in the scene with Aiden where she's like, see, I still don't even wear a ring, just like the wedding band, because, uh, you know, that's not really my style. And he buys her this black diamond, which, like, I gotta be honest, like, black diamond sounds sick as hell. Like, that's just cool shit. Yeah, it is really pretty. I thought mm-hmm. it was a sapphire at first, which is mm-hmm. also, like, top tier engagement ring material. Um, but black diamond, hell yeah, I would love a black... I actually... Let it be on record that I would love a black diamond. If anyone, you know, wants to propose to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. You deserve it. Thank you. I do think diamonds are stupid. No, diamonds are the worst um, gem. But like I I've had friends who are jewelers and they all just fucking hate diamonds because they're stupid. <laughs> Impurities literally make them look better. Yeah, if you have to get me a diamond, like black would be nice. Dramatic. Black diamond is pretty sick. Yeah, if you're gonna get a, if you're gonna get a diamond, at least let it be black. Just give me a fucking amethyst. Amethyst looks sick as hell, and they're fucking everywhere. True. True. And it's like a cool crystal. Like I would like like a crystal. Like I mean, one because I'm a bohemian bitch, mm-hmm. but also you know it's pretty. I have an amethyst. I'm pretty sure the ring I wear is an amethyst. Amethysts are just like really common in Northern Ontario. Like you could just get them. Mm-hmm. And they're cheap. <laughs> they are really cheap. I've got like a couple like big raw ones, which are only like a couple of quid. Also, they're they're like they're fucking purple, so obviously I want one. Yeah, I feel like there needs to be more purple like gemstones and stuff. Like they need to make like a sapphire that's like purple. Maybe they do. I don't know. I don't know shit about gems. We'll we'll look it up after the episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> there probably is. Um, but he also as a punishment, he also wrote her some new vows. Uh, so one of them is I vow to never kiss another man when I'm married, which- Bold coming from you, babe. Yeah. (laughs) Bold coming from you. I feel like that was kind of already implied with the, you know, monogamous marriage, but you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the other one is I vow to stop worrying that we'll become a boring old married couple because that will never be us. Uh, Yeah. And she's like, never- and he's like, yeah, never, I promise. I love that that's the part that she needs to, like, reiterate instead of being like, I promise I will never kiss my ex-boyfriend when we're married ever again. She's like, are you sure? Are you sure we're never going to be boring? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because he's going to fucking die. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, if they ever come back to this show. That's true. <laughs> he's true. dead. I hope so. Because that's just interesting. And then she probably would get back with Aiden and it would just be fucking shit it'd be garbage but uh then we got kind of our wrap-up of all the stories so we find out that miranda got a new job where she's finally appreciated so she's um she gets to be fun at work she's fun at work now she's fun miranda yeah i noticed that like the the people there seem to be like more diverse like half of them are women and like you know there i think there might have been the people of color there there was a man who was wearing a bow tie so i'm gonna assume he's gay (laughs) yeah so yeah so i think probably just not working for like gross old white men is a good idea if you can if you can that's probably a good idea um so good for miranda uh samantha Mm. gets to finally fuck that dude right on the jeep on the beach 
Yeah, they fucking the uh, yeah, they're in the Hamptons, you know. So in the United States, in the U.S. of A., where you can where uh, fucking in public and nobody cares, and it's not can, a crime. You can get sand in your crack, and it's legal. And fireworks go off at the same time. Ooh, yeah, we get to see his butt. Yeah, we get a nice shot of his ass, so that's fun. Then we get to f- the wrap up of Charlotte's plot, which is just so conveniently done to like. It's not like Charlotte ever has this realization that Harry is, like, a good guy who would never cheat on her. The problem is solved because it turns out the nanny is a lesbian. I mean, good for her. Good for her. Most valid character. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like, oh, I trust my husband, which would be better. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's not a problem because she prefers the company of... Other other big titty nannies. Yeah, exactly. Big Like, most valid character. I mean, who among us... Yeah. Hey, big titty nannies would be a good title for like a porn that I would like to see. For sure. Like, good for her for just deciding to not wear a bra and be gay, like, mood. Um, (laughs) That's that's, that's a hero in my book. (laughs) And we get one last scene of Big and Carrie sitting on the couch together and they kiss and they're watching black and white movie. And it sucked. It sucked. The movie sucks. It's just, it's disgusting. Yeah. Yep. That's it. So, okay, so we need to do rankings for movie two. Of course. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so rankings for movie two. Do you want to go first, Max? You're I guest? can go first. Okay. Um, Miranda's the top. She does nothing wrong in this movie. Yeah, no, she does nothing wrong. And her outfits are incredible. Yeah. She has the cool hat and the Hannibal Lecter suit. She has that great scene with yeah. Charlotte. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say Charlotte is probably number two because, like, she's, like, you know, her her typical neurotic self the whole movie. And she doesn't really get a positive resolution, but she doesn't do anything as bad as the other two. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Samantha's number three. She didn't really do anything wrong per se, um, but she is just wildly irresponsible considering she is there Mm -hmm. on a work trip. Um, this can't be good for the PR of her agency. Not at all, no. <laughs> Given that she was, like, you know, kicked out of the Emirates functionally and had to leave that quickly. Yeah. Um, but she does have her valid moment of not leaving for Dick. True. Yeah. You know what? That that alone puts her above Charlotte, so I'm actually gonna put Samantha at number two. Okay. hmm Um, obviously Carrie is dead bottom because she kissed another man. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like Carrie also got the most... You know, like, the one-liners that are, like, you know, like, mildly racist? Oh, yeah. Carrie got the most of those. So, yeah. And I feel like Carrie also made the most of the comments that were, like, wow, having to lift up a veil every time you want to eat a french fry? Like We're so progressive. They they wish that they were, like, us, modern women. Yeah. Carrie was the most of that. Yeah. So Carrie's definitely last for me, too. Mm-hmm. My order was the same as your original order. Like, I'm going to yeah. put Charlotte second. Even though Samantha had that amazing outfit, I feel like Charlotte's story was, like, it kind of sucked because she had, like, not really a valid plot. But, like, I did really like the moment where she got to kind of just, like, cry a bit and, like, have the drinks with Miranda. Because I feel like we don't see Charlotte and Miranda bond a lot. So it's kind of nice to Mm -hmm. see that. And I did like that she is kind of, like, finally admitting that, you know – Maybe she's not always enjoying being a parent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was kind of nice. And yeah, I feel like she was less racist than she was when she went to Mexico. Yeah. That's true. I feel like you shit yourself 
you learn a lesson. That's hubris, baby. That's hubris. Mm. <laughs> Pubris. That's what it's it pubris. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna. What about you? <laughs> uh, I'm gonna. I'm sort of with both of you. Like I feel like Samantha and Charlotte are kind of interchangeable for me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm gonna say that I think Samantha was like grossly irresponsible, which is not yeah. fun. I kind of appreciate her being like, I have sex and shouting at all those men, but also. That could have got her arrested again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that wouldn't have been good. So yeah, I'm gonna go with Stephanie's order, I guess. But like, okay, no one did anything, so no one really deserves the number one spot. Number one spot is for Liza Minnelli. Oh, oh well, yeah, no, yeah. yeah. What, what are we thinking, Liza Minnelli? Number one for sure. Liza Minnelli and Big Titty Nanny. Hell yeah. Yeah, there we yeah. go. Because Big Titty Nanny does a lot for Charlotte and Harry. Like, she really helps out a lot. So good for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sorry, Magda, that you're not, you know, hot and Irish, I guess. <laughs> she doesn't get, like, racist Polish. I don't know where she's from. Music. Every time she comes on screen. But. Yeah, that's what we need in real life. Every yeah. time there's someone with, like, an accent, I need sort of stereotypical music to, like, play, you know? Yeah. So is God. that it? <laughs> That's it, huh? That's it. So, okay, so we are done with this episode. We don't have any questions. However, what we want to do is like a wrap-up episode to finish off the series. Um, Finishing it on the second movie would be a pretty bitter note. (laughs) I feel we have a ton of trivia. So I have a ton of trivia left. That would be, I think, fun to do. And I think I want to give – we want to like give listeners a chance to send in some final questions. So we'll do like a question call in Discord at some point uh, this week. So you can have a chance to send some stuff in. And we'll just do an episode that's like – Trivia questions probably won't be the same length as a normal episode, mm-hmm. but like a nice wrap up that doesn't leave a bad taste in your mouth, like <laughs> this movie does. It's yeah. not where we can think terrible. about. Yeah, yeah, we can think about the series as a whole as something like that we enjoyed watching together. Yeah, I so, literally like mentioned that I was watching this movie to a friend who's like a, a big fan of Sex in the City, unaware of the podcast. Although I, I did change that, mm-hmm. um, and she's like. <laughs> I love the way she phrased it. She was like, we don't talk about that movie. No. As in, like, the fandom. No, I don't think this film is canon. Like, I've said before, I don't think the movies are canon. I especially don't think this one is. I agree. Yeah, I think the show really ends in season six, and this is just all, you know, this is all just fan fiction. This is Carrie's coma fantasies. (laughs) This is fan fiction, but it's bad fan fiction. Like, it's not like, because I don't want to sound like I'm dunking on fan fiction, because I think that, like, that's a pretty decent creative endeavor, and there's a lot of good fan fiction. Sometimes fan fiction is better. We all know this. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But, like, this is just, like, bad. It's not great. <laughs> so- <laughs> it's bad, and it also really doesn't, like, add anything positive other than the single conversation between Miranda and Charlotte. Yeah, yeah. that was, like, the one thing. And Liza really. Minnelli. And, yeah. And yeah, Liza Minnelli. Yeah, of course. The- but, yeah, that's pretty much it. And we got to see some camels. That was pretty cool. <laughs> but, um... So yeah, so we're going to have that coming out. Um, But before then, I'm going to plug our Patreon real quick because we have that. So um, if you want to donate to us on Patreon, we are continuing to do more more content after Sex and the City. Mm. So, which we alluded to last week. Should we announce what that is? Because you said last week that we were going to say what that is. That's a good question. I kind of was hoping people would put in the chat like if they had any ideas. Although I guess do that for the questions episode because then you can actually solicit people asking for Ooh, ideas. We could ask for people to to submit what they think what it they is. They think it is. 
Mm. Okay, we'll do that then. Okay. Tease I love to be zipper mouthed. <laughs> <laughs> I love to be a fucking tease. Yeah, I do love to be a tease. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, like I said, we are continuing. And like we said last week, we are going to have the same acronym. We're still CGMD. We're still Girls Making Do. Yes. But we will we will announce that next week. Um, but for now, to our lovely patrons, uh, if you want to donate to us on Patreon, go to patreon.com slash citygirlsmakedo. If you give us $1 a month, you get access to like a special Discord role. You get access to any bonus content we release. So the Mummy Mailbag and the Keanu podcast. Uh, you get access to the secret channel of Looker and Nanu Picks on Discord. So you have to be in our Discord server for some of those. Um, which you should be if you're not already. Uh, at the $5 level, you can get all the $1 stuff, plus you get an even specialer Discord role, plus we'll give you a shout-out on the podcast every week, and I can read your Steve Voice submissions in Steve Voice uh, oh, yes. if you want. Um, maybe send some <laughs> of those in for the for the last episode. <laughs> That'd be really fun to do some more of those. And then at the $10 level, you get all of that, plus you can listen to us record live if you want. So um, do that if you are super duper amazing with dis- disposable income. Anyway, so a shout out to all our $5 and up donors. We have Alex Schaup, we have Summer Geist, Jennifer Snyder, Matt Ribeiro, That's Jess Sialachi, that is you, and we have Siberian Pine yeah. Hardwood. Uh, so thank you everyone for donating and yeah, I guess we can plug our shit again. Yeah, I didn't say thank you. I feel like I don't say thank you because I kind of days off. Um, yeah, Matt. I'm Matt. You can find me on Twitter at MattGCN. You could find my 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 funny little podcast network at NoiseSpace.xyz, hosting such podcasts as this one. Yeah, we are. Hosting. I haven't I haven't done any other podcast stuff in between since we last recorded. So, no. um, no, nothing else really to plug. You can look at my Twitter. I, I tweeted the word carp yesterday uh, with a link oh, to the Wikipedia him. article for carp. Um, Is that yesterday? That feels like it was a week ago. It was yesterday. Fuck. <laughs> I know. That feels like it was so long ago. I don't want to be here anymore. Uh, carp. Okay. Well, all right. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Age of Oddish. You can follow me on Tumblr at Windfall Island. Haven't done anything else exciting lately um you can check out my 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 um bio page on noisepace.xyz if you want to see the podcast i've guested on on noisepace and that's pretty much it yeah um you can follow me on twitter at alex lavago um on tumblr at dork phoenix i'm not really using tumblr all that much i'm mainly on instagram which is alex king chuck um Woo. and yeah same with steph you can click on my page on noisepace and see where i've been been in other places see before. where you've been see where i've been where i've pissed and made marked my territory i see yeah yeah as one does mm-hmm. all right well um thanks for listening again gamers thank you for making it through this not only this terrible movie but this entire show with us yeah so this is going to be a big so long and good night not finally because we are doing another episode and we are doing another another show but a, a so long mm-hmm. and good night for the week Yes, a so long and good night. I think for Sex and the City, at least plot-wise, we'll be talking about it still, but like, adios to the gals. Mm-hmm. And thank mm-hmm. you for listening. It's been a long time. 99 episodes. Near, 90, well, it will be 99. 98 this week. week. 90, it'll be 99. So yeah. Oh, Jesus. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks for listening. And uh, fuck cops. Mohair every day. Mohair. None of people saying this mohe every day kiss keanu <laughs> square on the square lips. on the lips Mwah. Mwah. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Okay, bye. Bye.